0: this show is not gonna be pg-13 this might be bordering on a rated x you know for the all you old school guys so uh any kids around shoo them away hi anthony i've got a question with the story do you believe spirits or ghosts can take the shape or form of someone you know I was once sitting on top of the stairs in my house with my three-year-old nephew. He was behind me, brushing my hair. We were sitting in between the bathroom and the laundry room in our very dark house. My five-year-old niece was in the bedroom behind us, playing her video games. As my nephew was brushing my hair, I could see my niece come up next to me. As she walked into the bathroom, she looked at me. I could see her face. She looked so serious and expressionless. As she was staring at me blankly, she was simultaneously closing the bathroom door. I thought it was so strange and kind of rude of her to shut the door in my face, so I was shocked. I hear the door lock, but I can see that the lights never turned on. Why is my five-year-old niece in the bathroom with the lights off and the door locked? I start knocking on the door, calling out my niece's name. She doesn't answer me. At this point, I'm yelling out her name and telling her to open the door. I say her name one last time, and she finally responds, what? I slowly turn around since I hear the voice is coming from behind me. She was still in her room playing her video games. I slowly turn my head back to the door and start to back away. I asked my nephew if he closed the door or if he had seen anything. He shrugged his shoulders, then ran off. I called out for my sister to ask if she was in the bathroom. Yeah! She yells. However, her yell is coming from the opposite end of the house, which there is another bathroom on that end. I told my sister what had happened, and we both tried to open the door, but it remained locked. We completely left the bathroom alone for the rest of the night. Submit your questions to screamqueercast at gmail.com or by submitting them to the Instagram at screamqueerpodcasts, and catch new episodes every Tuesday morning wherever podcasts are streamed. Remember to rate and subscribe. Welcome to the Scream Queer Podcast with Ralph Anthony. The following content contains topics describing graphic violence, strong sexual content, explicit language, and elements that may not be suitable for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. So I have heard some people say that all ghosts are spirits, but not all spirits are ghosts. And for the most part, ghosts often seem confused and it's really quite sad because some of them don't even know that they've died or they're trying to find a way into the afterlife. Either they're stuck into routines that they've lived in their lives and they can't seem to find a way to transition out of our reality. However, there are other types of ghosts and spirits that they aren't struggling with anything and that can either be a poltergeist or some people call them messengers or... Or demons. And these types of spirits could be considered uh, extremely evil. They can be mischievous. And that could be for a number of reasons. Uh, either their souls are corrupt and they fear the judgment they will face, or simply they just love to cause pain and cause trouble and heartache. And they understand how to move on to an afterlife, but they refuse. These can also shapeshift into any form that is relevant to you, whether that is a cousin, an aunt, an uncle, a parental figure, a grandparent, and their goal is to try and get some sort of message across, to try and get a reaction, or they could just simply have a plan for you Like us mere mortals, though, ghosts and spirits can range from the lightest to the darkest of personality traits. Like, you know, you have people out here who are the kindest of souls, and then you have these people out here doing just the most awful, most evil things possible. And unless a demonic entity, which those can also manipulate us pretty badly as well, Uh, also some demonic entities can even be human spirits who give up their souls to hate and only have intentions to do evil in their afterlife and this can be a whole other topic for another episode all on its own but i'm just telling you because nobody knows exactly what it was that you seen go into the bathroom so my short answer is yes I do believe ghosts and spirits can shapeshift into people that we recognize, that we see on a daily basis. Now, my advice to you is just to be careful if this hasn't occurred any, any other time or it's not happening a lot. Just leave it alone. Don't feed into anything and just do your best to just not, you know, uh, interact with it or just don't feed into its it's bullshit just be very careful what is going on you guys welcome back into the podcast those of you listening i hope you are doing wonderful and as always hanging in there All right, you guys, we need to talk. I am so disappointed in myself and in those who just want to spoil some good fun. As you all know, I am a complete slut for the Scream franchise. If you don't know Scream or you've never seen Scream, how they usually play out is there is a killer on the loose. They are slasher, horror flick, whodunit films. And what that means is the entire film they want you to guess who is the killer. They throw a bunch of red herrings at you. Either this person's a killer. Oh, no, wait. No, they're not. No, that person's a killer. Oh, wait. No. Scream 6, which is set to be released for the millionth time uh, this year, March 10th. It's days away, you guys. Just days away. Days away. And someone took it upon themselves to leak the last act, Act 3, And my silly butt was on TikTok, just scrolling, just scrolling, minding my own business. And I come across this scene of Jenna Ortega and someone else. And uh, I'm like, oh, is this like another sneak peek? Or is this, you know, like uh, another trailer? Because... As I've mentioned, Scream 6 has just been coming through with all of the content. And side note, I'm so heartbroken that I was not able to get my popcorn bucket, my little plush toy, and my little cup, drink, ghost face thing from Cinemark theaters. There's only one in my area, and they didn't get any in some shipment or something. So I guess I'm shit out of luck. But uh, back to the leak... Um, yeah, so I'm scrolling, and I'm, I'm like, watching it, and then until I, I realize what I'm watching, I'm like, holy shit. So I scroll up very quickly, but I still got part of it spoiled, uh because what i had seen it was only jenna ortega and one other person so i don't know if there's like another killer or anything else but i don't want to know so if you are one of those people who hate spoilers and you do not want to come across content like this avoid all things scream scream six uh scream spoilers scream ending act three any of that because there are these people out there just trying to spoil all the fun (laughs) For this episode's true crime case, I'm going to be covering the case of Daniel and Manuela Ruda. On July 6th of the year 2000, the couple invited a friend over, Frank Hackert, to a party held at their apartment in West Germany while Daniel and Manuela were self-proclaimed satanic vampires. When they invited their 33-year-old friend over, they had no intention for him to have a good time. Now, the couple had a much darker plan that they wanted to sacrifice Frank to Satan because this would cover their entrance fee to hell. Going back, Daniel grew up a part of a german gothic community and that community often practiced satanism dark arts and witchcraft oftentimes drinking each other's blood you guys he would wear neo-nazi symbols and became obsessed with black metal now black metal which contains lyrics and themes of satan and other supernatural elements had daniel convinced he was a chosen messenger to satan in search of a princess of darkness, Daniel had placed an ad in the classifieds of a black metal magazine. The article was titled, Black-Haired Vampire Seeks Princess of Darkness Who Hates Everything and Has Bid Farewell to Life. Manuela Ruda was an everyday average child, that is until the age of 13. By the age of 14, she developed a strong anger towards society. She experimented with her clothing. She even claimed that the devil himself came to visit her. By the age of 16, after dropping out of high school, Manuela ran away to London. At 17, she traveled to Scotland, all while diving deeper and deeper into Satanism. She would often attend bite parties where partygoers would lick blood from each other's arms. Manuela would also begin cutting her arms up and sleeping on top of graves. By 1998, Manuela would move to Germany. She had two teeth removed and replaced them with animal things. She then shaved the sides of her head while having satanic symbols formed on the sides of her head. In the year 2000, she had fully pledged her soul to Satan. Then she met Daniel. The couple moved very quickly. They would end up moving in together. That would have Manuela decorate the apartment and give it a dungeon-like feel with cemetery lights along the walls and skulls as decor manuela spent a lot of her time in a coffin they had purchased she would later convince daniel that they must sacrifice something or someone in order to be with him him meaning satan they planned to murder frank hackert on july sixth, 2000 on that fateful day Frank Hackard entered their apartment in hopes to have a good time. However, Daniel would then strike Frank in the back of the head with a blunt object. As Frank was disoriented on the ground, Manuela would stab Frank 66 times. After carving a pentagram on his chest with a scalpel, she would then collect his blood in a bowl. After drinking his blood, the couple waited to transform into supernatural vampires. Their plan was to then kill themselves in hopes that Satan would open the gates of hell for them to enter. After not receiving any sign from Satan, the couple panicked. They fled through several German towns. Manuela, writing a letter to her mother, helped aid police in tracking them down. July 12th of 2000, the couple was caught. Daniel denied and claimed no recollection of the murder, while Manuela spoke of it in detail. During the trial, the couple stuck to the motive. The devil made them do it. Both were going to serve sentences in psychiatric facilities at the prison. Daniel was sentenced to 15 years, while Manuela was sentenced to only 13 years. Manuela has since been freed from a psychiatric unit, but is still getting treatment. She has obtained a new identity and has no further contact with Daniel. Now, Daniel was under investigation while serving his term, but cleared of attempted murder charges after allegations of him surfaced that he had tried to hire an assassin to kill Manuela. Family of the victim believed the couple's punishment was short-lived and justice still needs to be served. The official Church of Satan tends to distance themselves from cases such as these, as they tend to be false representation. According to the Church, most Satanists don't worship the devil, stating, Satan to us is a symbol of pride, liberty, and individualism. It serves as an external metaphorical projection of our highest personal potential. We do not believe in Satan as a being or person. So... Recently, I've been criticized and I'm getting some backlash because of how explicitly I explain and get into detail over sexual topics on my podcast. Whether that's coming onto an episode with sexual content or answering a question that has to do with sex and i've been doing a lot of thinking and i just would like to respond uh just by simply saying let's go ahead and get into today's questions Been loving the podcast and have some questions for you. Don't know if you've answered them already, but here they are. Ooh, get a two for one today. Let's go. Have you ever gotten an injury during sex? If you did, did it turn you off from ever doing something during sex again? Personally, I hate getting fingered after getting cut once. Yowch. Question two, have you ever had sex while on a drug other than weed or alcohol? I recently had sex on shrooms, and honestly, it was a trip. Ooh. Uh, to answer your first question, I don't think I've really gotten injured during sex. I think the only, like, thing... Actually, I think I could, I can relate to you on the whole getting cut. Uh, I uh, was really into uh the moment and things were getting really heated uh during a time when I was getting anal uh and I don't know what happened but something ripped down there for me and I I just remember blood gushing everywhere and it didn't really turn me off to sex or doing anal at that time uh obviously we stopped because the blood was just gushing uh but i was fine after that and i continued to do anal um again and again but i'm really sorry that happened to you uh maybe just make sure when you're getting fingered that whoever's doing it has trimmed nails or um, it's just very gentle with, with you down there, um, but, yeah, just communicate that, because, youch that's, that's no way no, uh, and to answer your second question, I have never really had sex under the influence of shrooms or any, like, psychedelic like that, um, when I was younger, I used to do Uh, ecstasy and uh, cocaine and we would crush up ecstasy pills and uh, snort those as well I was just a crazy 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 kid and my ex-boyfriend at that time uh, obviously we would do stuff like that and then we would sleep together so I think I've only had sex while on those and then just like marijuana or alcohol but I would definitely be interested in uh, doing Shrooms or any kind of psychedelic uh because we're kind of in a psychedelic renaissance right now, and it's really interesting to see that there are treatments out there for people with mental health issues, uh people with anxiety or just just any kind of like mental issue um that they are being treated with these psychedelics versus going to actual therapy and i'm I'm sure they're around a ton of professionals uh but you have people taking like shrooms for treatment there's uh ayahuasca which is really big in Hollywood right now uh that is not legal here in the states um but there's just there's a ton of psychedelics out out there um there are people getting treatment with MDMA Um, and I can't really give an opinion on them because I've never experienced them or have gone through that kind of treatment, but I, I think it's really cool that we as a society are becoming more open and using these, these, these psychedelic, I don't want to call them drugs, I think that sounds ugly, uh, I'll just call them psychedelics, that they're using these psychedelics in a positive way that can help benefit someone with mental health issues for their future but i'm again i'm getting off into a whole other topic that can be for a whole other episode uh but no i have not had sex on shrooms and uh the fact he said it was a trip was it a good trip was it a bad trip like i want to know more i'm wanting to get a dildo but don't know where to start i've always thought they were kind of gross To stick a rubbery cold object in my body doesn't sound very pleasurable. Do you have any sex toys? Would you recommend any brand? What size do I get? Help. LOL. Uh, Thank you for your question. Uh, As I always say, you will always want to start uh, very small. You never want to just jump right into getting a 12-inch dildo and hoping that things are just going to work out because it's not, uh, you're definitely going to do some damage if you try to force it, uh, to those of you who were blessed and can just start taking all of these, these big dildos and stuff with no like struggle, please submit your tips and how you do it. Uh, because I, I've been wanting to know for the last 15 years, uh, but my advice to you is to get a dildo that is fairly average um i don't i do have a dildo i purchased a dildo years ago um i probably bit off more than i can chew it was molded after a porn star that i was really obsessed with and it's pretty big and it's never actually gone fully inside of me because it just hurts too much um as far as other sex toys i used to have like a a flesh jack which is um basically a flashlight looking thing and it has like a, a silicone sleeve that goes inside and it can either be a vagina, a uh butthole, <laughs> or a mouth. Um and yeah, and if you have a penis you can stick it in there and it's basically a stroker. Uh but uh, yeah, mine it got really. One day I went to use it, and then I had I got like a really weird smell, and I looked in it. And I think it had maggots in it. How that happened, I have no idea. I'm really clean with my things, and I clean would clean it after every use. But I had to end up throwing it away. Um, but while I had it, it was a good toy. I just I don't know what went wrong there. Uh, so just make sure you get the the like good cleaner for your toys like that. Um, but other than that, those are the only sex toys that I've, that I have, um, a good brand. I know there's a ton of, of outlets out there. You have, um, like the Hustler Hollywood sex store, uh, you have Eve.com not sponsored. Um, uh, you have Fleshjack, Fleshlight, if you want to look that up, that's, that's a good brand. Um, just do your research, honestly, do your research and, and, uh, read the reviews, um, just see what works and, and what doesn't. But, but, uh, if you're not into dildos and if you're already thinking that like a rubbery cold thing for, for myself, I'm, I think the same way actually. And I, if I can go back, I probably wouldn't have bought a dildo, um yeah they're just they're just not for me but to each their own and maybe if you try it you might like it but yeah good luck loving the podcast you're absolutely hilarious i've been loving the episodes where you basically read to us lol my question is would you ever be interested in reading erotic literature or stories in the future you have the voice for it Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Uh, No, I have not thought about doing, uh, like, voiceovers or reading. Um, I mean, I do it on here quite often. And if anyone out there is listening and has connections, uh, send them my resume, which is this podcast. Um, I mean, I would definitely be open to it. That sounds like a lot of fun. Um, I do like reading uh, some, like literature of that sort um it's really interesting to see different writers perspective on like a sexual situation uh but yeah no i would definitely be open to reading that how would i read it though would i have to use like this voice or would i have to use like this voice to read over the erotic literature i need to stop but no yeah that that's a that's a great question i would i would really be open for it so Uh, if you're listening to this and you have connections, like I said, let me know. Hey man, loving the podcast. I'm a little scared. Most of my dating history, the guys I've been with have always been average or smaller in the penis department. Anyway, my question is, my new guy is about a nine with girth. Whoa. He wants to do anal, but I'm scared. I finally want to give it up as I'm really starting to like him. What am I going to feel? being that I've never had a penis that big um uh (laughs) uh, I honestly it's the same thing with the whole dildo thing actually I don't think it is um what's gonna have to happen is there's gonna have to be a lot of communication things are gonna have to be taken really slow um i'm not sure what your how you take like things like that i don't know if it i i I don't know but all i can say is just make sure in that moment that you guys are just communicating and um just really letting him know if things hurt and he needs to be respectful of that and not make you feel like shit if it comes to the point where you just you can't do it that night or that that time um he needs to be completely gentle with you he needs to be checking on you like are you okay does that hurt do can i can i go deeper Blah 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 uh but yeah it always just comes down to communication you guys like that is the biggest 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 important thing during sex is you need to communicate bottom line is just communicate and let him know what feels good and what doesn't Is it offensive to ask for STI screening? I made plans to hook up with this guy. He's been around and even has a Twitter where he hooks up with random guys. He keeps asking to bust his load inside me. Whoa. Uh, We have always kind of been flirty friends and I've been really wanting this day to happen. How do I ask him to get STI tested first? just ask him for like straight up, straight up, just tell him. And no, I I don't think it's offensive. I think you're really smart if you do, because you are protecting the health of yourself and potentially the health of other people who you may come into contact with. Um, if this person does not take that, um, in a positive way, then that should tell you not to go through with hooking up with them because that just shows that they don't really care about other people's health and they just their main goal is just to get off. So, no, it's not it's not offensive, and I think if before you go through with anything with this person, you need to uh, let them know ASAP. Period. Point blank. So, long story short. I spent a night at my brother's apartment. He has a roommate that's a guy as well. We all went out and had too much to drink one night and his place was the closest, so I crashed. The next day, I leave, but I forget my wallet, so I had to go back. As I'm walking back to the apartment, I hear moans and things like, oh fuck, and constant slapping. This is my fucking brother, so I'm traumatized so i'm like frozen in shock anyway i knock and hear whispers now and fast movement it's completely quiet now i need my fucking wallet no one comes to the door so i knock again then i call my brother my brother finally comes to the door and looks petrified i go in and grab my wallet his roommate isn't there they're probably hiding but then i leave should I bring this up? Ask my brother if he's gay? I'm kind of sad because I was trying to pursue his roommate. <laughs> oh my God! uh no, you should not tell your brother that uh you hurt him or ask him if he is gay. I don't think that would be very beneficial. Uh, If he is gay, uh, then he needs to come out in his own time and not be rushed into it. But who knows? Maybe he was just experimenting or maybe he was watching porn. Uh, I, I really don't know. But you really should not bring it up because that's going to make things really awkward and he might be super uncomfortable. And if you somehow try and force him out or if he feels like you're trying to force him out, who knows? That may push him away. He may, he may not want to like be around you or any other family. Uh, but just leave it alone and let him do it in his own time. Uh, I'm sorry you had to hear that. <laughs> that would be fucking traumatizing oh my god uh i'm so sorry that you had to hear that uh, and i'm sorry that if you're trying to pursue this person that it's not or it might not work out uh but yeah please don't don't bring it up don't ask him because yeah he he needs to deal with that all on his own and do it when he feels more comfortable What are your thoughts on bisexual people? I was recently talking to a guy who was claiming he was bisexual. I always felt like he didn't know what he wanted or that he was just saying that because he was really gay. Um, That's a slippery slope. Okay, I'm going to be 100% uh, and completely honest. Um, growing up and being in the LGBTQ community, I... I'm gonna sound really shitty for saying this, but I used to judge bisexual people a lot, and it was very ugly of of me. and I, I didn't understand it. I thought that I would think that they were just doing that because they they were confused and they didn't want to pick pick a side yet. And that's completely far from the truth. But the truth is is that these are just people who love both both genders and there's nothing wrong with that and they and they shouldn't be judged for that and you know what let's go ahead and look up so according to the LGBT center no Bisexual, pansexual, and omnisexual people are open to attraction and physical sexual connections to people of various gender identities. This question is an example of an issue that is unique to the experiences of bi, pan, omnisexual folks. The stigma attached to bisexuality exists within lesbian and gay communities, as well as within heterosexual communities. Like I just said, I used to be completely judgmental towards bisexual people some bisexual people may hide their identity from both the heterosexual and lesbian and gay communities believing neither will accept them bisexual identification is often met with skepticism in the gay and lesbian communities and is seen as an attempt to avoid the stigma of homosexuality other common misperceptions are that bisexual people are promiscuous or unable to be in monogamous relationships that is so crazy this question i i I don't want to come for you i appreciate you for submitting a question but i i i feel like this question is kind of attacking um his his character and maybe this should be a conversation that you should have with him one off and so like you can really understand and and grasp where he's coming from now before i part ways with you my lovely screamers i would like to give a another shout out to some new listeners across the whole world so shout out to serbia ireland the uk australia the netherlands colombia singapore turkey mexico belgium chile France, Egypt, and Puerto Rico. Thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in. I appreciate you so much, as well as my US listeners. I love you guys so much. Please, please, please continue to engage and ask me questions and share your stories because, like I've said many times before, I am so grateful and thankful and appreciative of all of the interactions and engagement. And I really do love telling your fucking stories because some of these stories are so insane and they're so good. And I just, oh my God, it, it's it been awesome. So thank you guys so much. On that note, I will talk to you all on the next episode. Have a wonderful day. Bye.